This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. You might be wondering, that was a pretty big yo. I mean, borderline playoff yo, you know, not a World Series yo, but a but a legit yo. Why? Nothing's really going on. World Baseball Classic, we'll get to that because I'm in the minority, just don't care that much. We'll get into the whole thing. A lot of stuff going on, the Noah song thing, Jack predicted, all that. But let me tell you why the yo is that big. Because it's a celebration today on the High Hopes podcast for our guy, <laughs> Mr. Jack Fritz at six, baby. Woo! And more importantly, oh, buddy, what? That's so cool, man. For those who don't pay attention to WIP news, if you're just a High Hopes person, trust me, we freaking love you for that. We love, we want you to listen to WIP too, but as long as you're here, you're ours. We love you. But if you don't pay attention, Big time. Our dude. I'm so excited. Jack Fritz will be on the air every day from 6 to 7. It'll be in Philly's pregame. Philly's post, by the way, which you will love because we're going to be putting that right in this feed every night after the game when Jack does it. So you have high hopes related content after every game. But Jack, dude, like I'm like getting a little emotional. Like you're like my you're my little brother. You're my like I only have like one like it's such a weird term, but like protege or like person in this business who like is like my guy i'm so proud of you man i'm so excited for you this is freaking awesome like you mazel man it's well deserved dude so i totally forgot uh <laughs> you're like what the hell's going on right yeah now? i was yo. like i was like i was like wow that isn't a really aggressive yo um and worth it, uh, worth, yeah, it. worth it worth it so um first off thanks buddy uh yeah, second off would it be here without you third off <laughs> third off is is yeah i am i'm really really pumped to do uh like i can kind of do nerdy phillies talk on wip yeah, which buddy. like i know yeah, some people are gonna be like oh that's like whatever but like um Philly's pregame is going to be awesome, um, you know, and and I've already like had visions of, you know, it's like a big game in, in June or July and, and people are traveling down to the ballpark um, and they're getting ready for it. And, oh, God, and, I love this. And I'm there like I'm going to be ready for it, too. Uh, I, I'll, be, I'll be living and dying with it as well. Um, and then really, actually, I, I'm pumped for postgame, you know, being able to, to react every night um to uh you know whatever's happening in the game um you know trying to give people my thoughts on, on what happened and and i'm glad that it's gonna go on the feed me too but that, honestly people... i think that's a really neat part of this you know i guess we'll give Elliot uh, credit for that idea yeah I mean... hey you know what he, he doesn't have that many this was that was a really good one from elliot credit yep. to elliot you know yeah. why not throw that stuff in the feed Big content guy. Um, well, and then, also, yeah. it's always like, a, you know, you can listen to it if you want. You don't have to. You know, So more content is it's your choice if you want to listen. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to listen to Jack postgame. I will. Yeah. So. Uh, so then, yeah. And then Jack Frith at six. Uh, Howard every Tuesday and Thursday. Can finally educate the king on, on baseball. Um, so, uh, you know, looking forward to that. And Oh, my God. You and the king. That's going to be. I mean, you two off the air is something. Can only imagine once the mics turn on. Because it's going to be the exact same thing, which would be yeah. great. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Howard's, feelings- the king, Howard's the king of say something to you off the air that he probably shouldn't say on the air. You turn the mics on. He says the exact same thing to you that he just said to you off the air. So yeah. it'll be good. And, and he likes to do this whole thing about how I don't know baseball. So now we're going to have those, those yes. conversations uh, on the air. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of, I mean, man, uh, a lot of Phillies. Phillies? A lot of, a lot of Philly stuff. So uh, the brand remains strong. And listen. A, heading into a year with, with World Series aspirations, and you know, every single time I watch Trey Turner, I'm like, "Wow, he's a Philly now." Same, like I was watching, same. I was watching him last night in the game, same. and it's like, "Oh, he's Dude. he's our guy. Like he's, he's our guy now." Same, like and, so same. I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. He's not even a Phillies fan, but he's a uh, Blue Jays fan, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I got to tell you, I'm just, I don't remember the last time I was this excited." to watch a new player with the Phillies on a, you know, watching 155, 160, whatever it is, games a year. Like, I I don't remember being this excited for a guy. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I forgot you guys signed Trey Turner. I'm like, yeah, we signed Trey freaking Turner. <laughs> I know. I know. And and it's like everyone last night on the broadcast. And by the way, like, I still have a little bit of, you know, I don't, I don't like hearing Joe Davis. I'm just saying. Like, I, 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 I appreciate the call. I know. Everyone's, like, freaking out about a Schwarbaum in a big spot. I'm oh, like, oh, my God. It's like, I just. I, I, I don't need this, guys. I don't need this. All right? I, mean, I don't I mean, care hit, about that. Troy. It was nice. But, like, come on. I'm sorry. You know? I mean, hitting a home run off of one of those great Britain pitchers last yeah, night. It, should it was not fun. Have been. It was cool. so funny, too, because you could tell that they had just left spring training where everyone's throwing 95 to 100. Yeah. And then they show up in Great Britain throwing 86. Like, they're basically facing Jack Fritz out there. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, holy cow. This is So, honestly, last night validated for me that I could get outs in the big leagues. Oh, like yeah. I, That's what that should have taken away from you. Yeah. As long as they went from away. facing 100 to 82. Yeah. Like, that, that Cooper guy that came in late. It was like, I... I could do that. Yeah, I mean, I, tr- I mean, I, Trout was Trout was in a corner, man. It could, Trout, <laughs> Trout, they, we found the the kryptonite to to Mike Trout, man. Eighty six miles an hour. That bad pitching is the good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, The yeah. best pitchers in the world, no chance. But yeah. yeah, was it Pettibone that struck him out? I'm trying to remember. Like, I think it was. That sounds super familiar to me. That sounds really familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's Trey Turner's Phil and Kyle Schwarber, like. It's maybe, maybe, maybe we almost underrated Kyle Schwarber because, like, listening to the broadcast and like they were like NL home run king, and I was like, wow, he's batting four. That seems like really high for Schwarber. He's mm-hmm. batting in front of Trey Turner, and then I'm like, you know what? I mean, he was the NL home run king, yeah. and and and, and then hit like eight in the playoffs or whatever it was too. On top well, of that, dude, like no big deal. I think Carapas tweeted this out, so he has a world. I saw it. Play. I saw it. I mean, yeah. it's just like how many big home runs does this guy hit? I mean, it's it's yeah, it all like the time. NLCS, ALDS, this, that, that, like World Series. Yeah, it was World wild. Series, World Baseball Classic, ALDS, ALCS, NLCS, ALDS, A- yeah, NLDS. All of them. Both a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got a home run everywhere, um, and he's a fill. So uh, yeah, it's it, like the expectations are high. Um, I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't be high. And I just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And it's so I said this on the air the other day um, because it kind of and I feel like I'm, I feel like I've linked a lot of things back to the Eagles. And I and I uh, I'm sorry. Very for strange. That. It's a very but, strange headspace you're in right now. I know, but I find it interesting that like. The Eagles, it feels like they're setting everyone up for a, a step back here. Mm-hmm. And like they're not going to sign some people. They yeah. might trade Slay. And meanwhile, it's like. How is like the draft metal. pick, draft pick, draft picks. The yeah. Phillies are like, 
We're going. <laughs> We're going. We're, We're going. going. So uh, I, I can't. I can't wait honestly to see what the ballpark's like in 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 May, June, July, as this thing kind of ramps up, and and hopefully they come out hot. And hopefully the Harper thing doesn't crush them, um, and they just get on a roll, and that ballpark is back to like 08 to eleven, where it's just like a party every night. Well, it's the most important start to a season I can remember. Like, it's obviously the most hyped start to a season since 2012. That's, you know, clear. We all know that. But, you know, I think I don't remember a season as important for a hot start from a from a fan perspective, from a people showing up perspective. I mean, they have such a chance right now coming off that experience we all had last year where if they can start hot, like they could sell out the majority of games this year. You know what I mean? It could be like back to old school Citizens Bank Park. If they just start hot, like people will be in on this team. And then Harper comes back and then they roll. Like they have such a chance in front of them quickly just to put a bow on it one more time. Jack Fritz at six post game. It's going to be an ear toss. And I would also like to give you credit because like, you know, for those who don't know, I did Phillies today for a while. will not be doing it anymore. I, you know, my Phillies gig is talking to myself for 24 minutes every day. We're literally you have to like, there are like 10 people who found the pod. You're doing it on WIP. So really awesome, man. I'm, I'm like you. so freaking psyched for you. And, the, and I'm psyched for the pod because we're going to have awesome content in here, more content for you guys and all that. All right, back to the Phillies. Um, now we'll talk baseball. Um, I really, it is, it is a really exciting season from that perspective because we all know that it's the, the hype for the team. And like you talked about the most exciting part for me has been feeling the hype from the guys, you know, to your point, everyone, I mean, you just did it. The guys, the interview you guys did with Harper, amazing interview P one WIP listener, Bryce Harper interviewed by the afternoon show down in Florida. And like you, you can hear it in his voice, the way he talks about the team, the way he talks when he did that thing, he's like talking about, he's like, I'm so happy we got Trey Turner and the bullpen. He's like, I'll be honest. He's like, I'm happy we got Dombrowski. Like that dude comes in and makes moves. And, you know, I think there's just a feeling. And I think Dombrowski and, and what they did last season has instilled something in this team that we haven't felt here in a long time, like a confidence, a belief, like this team, even without Bryce Harper, even knowing they're not going to have Harper for half the season or, or less or whatever, hopefully we'll see what that, that plays out. We'll talk about his comments about it but you know it really does feel like yes there is hype around the team but this team is hype like they believe they feel like they're going into this season going to win the world series like we talked about before but the two more wins thing like you know me that's like like catnip to me i hear that i'm like oh my god we got a rallying cry we got a, a motivation thing happening here like I, I, I've seen Jack exactly, exactly what I've wanted to see from this group from a vibes, comments, attitude perspective coming off of last season. Yeah. And being down there, just continue yeah. to, to, uh. to reaffirm my belief. And, and by the way, I'm excited. Listen, you can be excited for me all you want, but you finally get to go to Clearwater <laughs> in your mid fifties coming up in, <laughs> in, like is I mean, you're you're almost you're, I mean, you're getting close to retirement. So I like, know, I know. So I had maybe, to get there before I died. Thankfully, yeah. I'm making it just in time. Probably. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you finally going to Clearwater is going to be big. Um, I can't wait. I'm so yeah. Excited. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be. That's like so early in the morning. But regardless, um, <laughs> that's just my life now, Jack. You're yeah. going to say that about any situation I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is what like really noon for you. Like, yes, nothing. this is it's nothing. Dude. I nothing. I woke up. I woke up at like four o'clock this morning without an alarm went back to bed got up at like seven was originally planning to sleep till eight because we were recording night there i was like i'm gonna sleep till eight i woke up at seven i couldn't get back to bed like it's just my life now 
Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so you do going down, you going down there is hilarious. But um, so the the everyone talking down there, and then every interview we did, we had like Marsh, we had Stott, we had um, we had Bryce, obviously. Boa was on with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thompson. Like it was cool. But they all, it's it's so funny because it's the perfect mix to me of last year is freaking cool. Uh, I love these guys and we got work to do. Like yep. it's it's all three of that mixed into one. Um, and I just think it's I think it's a really good spot to be in. And you know, we talk about Dabrowski and we talk about the moves he's made and, and what makes him a, a Hall of Fame caliber GM. The most important and and you know differing thing, obviously him and Clint Zach are like the exact opposite, but the fact that he cared about how the locker room dynamics work. And and that's why we've talked about Schwar being so important and and bringing guys that are gonna talk to each other. Like Josh. Well, Harrison, Dabrowski said it when he brought Schwarber in, and he said it right after. He's like, he's the best clubhouse guy I've ever been around. Like that's Dave Dombrowski said that. That dude's been around a lot of dudes, you know. Oh yeah, Dalton. I mean, he traded for Dutch, and it's honestly just like when he traded for Dutch in '97. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it's 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 how they have built this team, and and I think another important point is remember when Bryce. Um, you know, he, he was established in the league and even here a little bit. And he would say, like, I want these young kids to come up and feel like one of us, not like the, the rookie hazing stuff. Like, mm-hmm. sure, you can do a little joking things about Halloween costumes, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, making them feel like a part of the team was something that was very important to Bryce because he came up at a young age and he had Papal Bond and and he had like these older school guys that didn't like his his flair or yep. didn't like him yep. trying to have fun um and you just listen to stott and you listen to marsh and you listen to the other um, young kids and they were kids. like yeah well and, and like they talk about Nathan last year and like him allowing to just like howl like a wolf you know like just being nick Nathan. there's like just be nick Nathan. like whatever yep. that is be that uh, and i do think rob thompson also um gets a lot of credit for for that totally like, of totally. course he's old school like i it, it we saw it from the jump, right? The moment he got here, the Phillies daycare thing was like a thing like that. Well, and like he, that, dude. Well, that and like, yeah, I'm going to talk to the players. It was a crazy revelation. Yeah. Um, oh, and I'm going to give these kids chances. You can't grow at the major league level unless yeah. you're out there playing like all that stuff, man. Yeah. Um, and, and again, being like five feet from him, I was like, I can see why people love to play for this guy. Like uh, the perfect mix of, of joking and like having you know being uh, a light hearted but also just like locked in um mm-hmm. his answer i thought uh, did, i don't know if you heard it but his answer on the game six decision i thought was fascinating mm-hmm. me too um and definitely a relevant question to still be asked i believe. must be asked honestly if you're I, like it is what it is it's a, the most important decision in since 1993 in philly's history yeah, yeah I, I would say it's maybe still still relevant to ask the manager about, oh but. yeah yeah i would say that um some people some people would disagree with that maybe someone that would cover the eagles uh you know maybe 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 would disagree with that probably wouldn't think that was i literally felt i i was like taking crazy pills in a text thread i'm like i I was jackal i was like apoplectic i'm like what are you talking about i'm like how do you not what is happening right now yeah yeah. So the, obviously, no one knows this besides us. But Elliot yes. didn't think it was a relevant question, so we're just—it's like he's already been asked about it. I'm like, are, 
are you crazy right now? Like, yeah. you, this is the biggest thing that's happened to the team in, in, in forever. Like, you could, they lost the World Series, man. Um, but yeah, his answer was just like, you know, it was it was honest. It was like, yeah, I thought about it a lot. Of course, I thought about it. <laughs> but, I, but it was. But he also was like, I would do it again. And I, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, I disagree with it. Um, yep. but I, I would rather my manager have the conviction of, I went through everything I usually do. That was my process. Um, it was first and third one out. It was a lefty on lefty matchup. Um, it, it, we needed to strike out in that spot because I felt like if we tied it up or if they tied it up, then we were going to lose. I thought it was really like, it was really inside the head of Rob Thompson that I thought was interesting. But, um, I guess my counter would be like, I'm pretty sure Jordan had better splits against lefties. So. I'm not pretty sure he absolutely did <laughs> definitively. Regardless. Other counter would be, but yeah, you saw Alvarado pitch in the World Series, right? Like you, you had eyes, right, pal? By the way, uh, I, I'm ashamed and, and and sad to admit that I, I have seen a highlight of the Jordan home run since last. Oh, you have? Yeah. So, oh, so I've not. The only time I saw it, and we talked around here. The only time I saw it, and I'm still as great as the video yearbook was, and I really appreciate them. Like having the homer in there was. I think a bad call. Like you can mention that it happened. I don't need to see it. I don't need to hear the call of it. Like it, I, I, it's the only time I've seen it since it's the only time I will see it. It's the only time I've seen it. Yeah. Like, well, like, unless like, uh, like unavoidable, right? Like a montage package and you, you like turn away quickly, but yeah, that's well, in my though. defense, in my defense, it snuck up on me. I was watching the Phillies yeah. highlights uh, of the, of the run last year, like a hype video. And all of a sudden at the end, it was like, bang. I was like, Oh, come on, man. What are you doing? Um, I got, one quick take. One quick take on the uh, the Jordan home run. Oh, great! Yeah. That's exactly what we want right now. Jordan take, yes. And it's a it's a big. Hey, one. here's you want my take on it. <laughs> he hit it really far. There's our take. That was a mammoth home run. That's my yeah. Take. So my take is that ball is smoke, man. I know that man. ball is absolutely like I like it was one of the most destroyed on runs of like yeah. it, was it was such yeah. a bomb like, it was you, there are some where you're like oh that's probably a home run there are some where you're like oh that's home run and there are some off the bat where you're like i would bet my life my daughter's life my wife's life everything i own that's home run it was one of those ones well i think and i think if i remember in the moment in my sick and twisted brain i was like I think it's off the end of the bat. Like, good, like <laughs> it could be off the end. Like, maybe it's a bad camera it's angle. It's so funny because I, that was when you, so uh, we've talked about this on the pod before, but for maybe if you weren't here for that or didn't hear it, like when, when the Chaz McCormick catch happened in that moment and then right after the game, I was with Jack when they happened and both times Chaz made the catch and Jack turned to me and said, we just lost the World Series. And then when the game ended, he turned to me and said, the World Series is over. We've lost. <laughs> And I wasn't there yet. He was right and I wasn't. But I went into game six with a lot more. You kind of got there by the time the game started. But you knew in your heart. You knew it was over. And you kept saying that to me. Or you believe, you know, like in your in that moment, you knew. Like the Jordan moment when he hit that ball, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Jack was right. I was like, now, now it's over. This, this well, is it. This is, and we're not coming back. I don't believe we're coming back. Like it's over. It ended right now. I'm done. You know? Well, I think it was also that I, I didn't know what Wheeler they were getting. And I think I started believing way more when, when I yeah, saw when Wheeler looked great. Yep, yep, yep. You when did. Throw like ninety seven. Yeah, those, we like, were texting. Yeah. But, but but you knew after game five, you were like, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Well, the magic ran out on that catch in the Mancini. But we, listen, yep. we don't need to. We don't need to. We, it's a new year. Yeah, this it's is way too much for that talk, right? Trey Turner. Just like in the video yearbook when they made the mistake of Homer, the showing the Homer, they very quickly cut to. But Trey Turner's here now. <laughs> Trey Turner's a film. 
like the whenever you get down, like whenever you get down, just remember. Trey Turner. Trey Turner's a film. I so, did think I, I I usually like want them to open at home just because you know it's fun to have the opener at home. I'm actually happy they're opening on the road so we get to start the season with a Trey Turner bat. Like that's how ready I am. Um, wow. I'd rather start on the road so Trey Turner can start off the season for us. Are we gonna get the best opener in baseball on the season opener? I don't know. The best opener in baseball might be too hurt to open for them right now. I mean, you could probably that? give them a good four innings, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, 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 quick World Baseball Classic thought. Then we'll get back to the uh, yes, back to yeah. the pod. Yeah, because um, there is Philly stuff to talk. No, about, I know, know, I know. Yeah. But I, you made me think of the Mets. I freaking love that Pete Alonso didn't start last night. Like, oh, I, you great. know, you great. know, he was spewing in the dugout, like how he's not starting. He's like, oh, about fifty homers on the polar bear. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. See it. Love it. Yeah. See it, Sit down. Sit down, loser. I did not see McNeil, though. Like, see McNeil Why don't you again. put your headphones on and dance around yeah, for yeah, yeah. Comp- home run competition that no one cares about anymore? Loser. Uh, yeah. Um, it's real, ba- real quick, and then we'll get to Painter and all that stuff because we, as, as enjoyable as this has been, we do have to talk about it. Um, the, like, so here's my thing with the World Baseball Classic it's cool seeing awesome players play baseball. Like, I'm, I'm always down with that. Like, I always am. And I was watching last night and, you know, I just, I can't feel it. You know what I mean? Like I can enjoy watching, you know, great pitcher versus great hitter or wow, look at that Dominican lineup or the U.S. lineup. Wow. It's amazing watching all these great, but like I can't, like I'm rooting for the USA because, you know, I, I care about our country, but like I just can't feel it. Like there's no, and, and team is real. I got Garrett Stubbs. Shout out. Damn right. Um, yeah. I love the guy. That's my dude. Um, I, I just can't care. Like, I think it's because there's no history with it. Like, there's nothing to, like, latch on to with, like, a, a, a classic memories or anything. But, like, I just – I like watching the baseball, but I'm not, like – I can't get emotionally invested in it. Do you know what I mean? So, okay. Let me ask you this, though. Do yes. you remember the Adam Jones catch in seven? Yes. I, when I said there are no moments, I remembered that catch. But even that, it was a nice catch. But, again, I wasn't – emotionally well, invested you know i wasn't and, like yeah jumping well out of, of course not seat, i mean you know but i guess at the same time like if there was six world cups in like 19 whatever i don't know if it would have the same feel as like the modern day world cup no you're that's my point i agree i think in in 30 years that there there could be history with this and we care and whatever i just am not there yet yeah. like i can't feel it so uh so i i don't disagree I'm, you know what's funny is like i wish no good pitcher pitched in it. Me like too, I don't dude. want. Like Me I don't. Too. Like I feel so. I'm so dude, scared. I, I like my. I, I like cringe every time. Like it's like a kind of a wonky throw, or like you know, it looks like they really exerted effort on a pitch. Every time I'm like, oh my god, don't come up lame, don't come up lame. Like it's like, like one of these guys is gonna, and we're gonna like not see Shohei Otani pitch this season because he hurts himself in the WBC or whatever. Like it's gonna suck. I know. So I, I wish no good pitcher pitched, and I wish yeah. every offensive player was there. Except it is... for Mets good pitchers. I'm all yes. right if if they, if those guys want to go out and, and shove. Do your thing, boys. And I'm Represent trying to think the if there's like a better time to do it. Like I was like, well, would it make more sense to do it after the World Series? But at that point, like teams have been shut down for a month. And the teams be... that were in the playoffs aren't going to play because they just went through that run. So you're already kind of clipping those people. And then it's like, well, what will we put in the middle of the season? But then it's like, but then you're, you're you're stopping a season for like two weeks of a 
yeah. of a thing. Yeah, so, like an intramural type thing, essentially. <laughs> yeah, so I, I understand. I, I, every pitcher pitching in it is terrifying. Like, I don't, I want no Phillies pitchers pitching in it. Um, but I do and think, honestly, like, I, I, and they can play because hitters, you know, it's fine. But ideally, I want my Phillies players playing in games for the Phillies. Like, that's just how I feel, you know? Um, the the Dominican versus Venezuela thing was awesome last night. Yeah. Like seeing, and that like, was awesome. That, that's that's like a, a one of the few things each each time where it's like a, this is a cool rivalry. These teams are always freaking stacked. It's awesome. Yeah, and they're really into it. Like they they yeah, they care a they lot. Care. So um, I think it's I think as we go, and the along players here, care. To your point, across the board, like that uh, credit to to all these guys who go and play for these teams because like it does feel like they all really care for something that again, like I don't know if fans care yet to what they might, but the players really do give it their all credit to them for that. You know, you don't always see that in, in not in exhibition or what, I mean, it's not exhibition technically, but non, you know, meaningful MLB game games, you know? Yeah. So I think as we go along here, you know, I think, I think people get more into it. Uh, last on the world baseball classic, then, you know, back to the fills. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my guy, Nick Ward. He was the first baseman for uh, great Benton last night. And uh, yeah, another guy I grew up. Don't you mean Gur Eight Bry Tain? Or no? I really like the I like the jerseys. The uniforms like, like the GR. Yeah, they, they just put like a it like generic word art. It literally, yeah, it literally they, looked like they, they look like adult league rosters. Yes, exactly. Adult league. That's exactly it. I was trying to get like the perfect analogy for it. I was like, no, nah, it doesn't look like minors. It does. Oh yeah, it's, it looks like an adult league jersey. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Nick Ward started last night. It was cool seeing him out there. Uh, another guy I grew up playing against, and that is doing way Look better. Yeah. Well, so. in baseball, how many of the, these guys are on from six to seven on WIP every day? None that of them. Fair. I'll tell you that much, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I saw him at like the our local beer store like a month and a half ago, and I was like, "Dude, aren't you playing like in the <laughs> in the That's WPC?" Awesome. It's like, yeah. well, it's funny because for those who don't know, I guess Nick Ward because like could have been him same level not famous enough for you to be completely starstruck and not say a word to them like you are around any normal famous person you are around well yeah you're I, not mister I, I, I literally hey! yeah well i because I, I i know i know him Noah. you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. I, you know it's just you know friends. yeah buddies he's also uh, peers kind of- really peers right peers. you know yes peers. yes yes so equally uh, talented peers yeah, so yeah. yeah. Shout out to Wardy. Good job, buddy. Shout out to Wardy. Shout out to Adam Wade. Shout out to the just on fire Westchester baseball scene. Right, that's what we should really say. I mean, just just studs upon studs upon studs these days. And they're gonna be adding another one in like a couple. It could be any day now. You know, with with you know the old, the kiddo being born here. <laughs> oh yes, that's true. The future biggest of them all. They're gonna have statues in Westchester for. For our guy. I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, uh, as I always say, no pressure. Um, no pressure. No but pressure. there's a lot of people who expect you to be drafted by the Phillies yeah. one day. Yes. So. No big deal. No big deal. What well, is funny, and you'll get used to this, and then Painter. Um, but it is very funny. Uh, and again, obviously, I'm not expecting Zoe to be a professional baseball player. But it is very funny that, like, because of this stuff right now and the radio and stuff, like, when I, like, so someone, uh, I was at a brewery, and this guy came up and said, hey, you James Seltzer. And I was like, yeah, and this does not happen all the time or anything like that. But the, you'll understand why I'm saying this part. He's like, oh, man, love the show and all that. And I, we were there as a family. And he's like, is this Zoe? And I'm like, yes, it is. I'm like, it makes you think about how weird it is that like a bunch of people like know Zoe. And Zoe has no idea. She's a four-year-old kid who has no concept whatsoever that like 
like she could be with me someday and somebody be like, are you Zoe? Because he is heard, you know, on the pod or whatever. You know what I mean? He was a huge I hopes guy. His name was Travis. If you're listening, Travis, you're awesome, dude. It was super cool to meet you. But like, I, it's such a unique thing. And like, you're going to have this where it's like, people be like, oh, how's, how's the kid? Or, oh, this is that. Where it's like, and your kid is just a kid who has no idea that any of this is happening. It's a very unique thing. So Yeah. Uh, I'm already envisioning like, uh, you know, pitching in high school or whatever. Like, yeah, I got a hit off of uh, Jack Fritz's kid. Oh, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Extra People pressure. into WIP to be like, ha ha. To guess. Uh, Still yeah. hosting Fritz at six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to it. We, Of course, 28 minutes feels like the maximum amount of time that we can go ignoring the Andrew Painter thing. Um, the Andrew Painter thing. The biggest news, like really not that much news to talk about, as we've shown by talking 28 minutes of just like, you know, what we do. Um, but the painter thing, we finally get some news on it. Uh, a partially torn UCL, not bad enough where, you know, it'd be immediate Tommy John. They're going to take a month. They're going to figure it out. But it is, look, concerning. We won't know until he takes a month, see how the arm responds. It might be nothing or not nothing, but it might not be a big deal. Or it might need Tommy John surgery. Um, how you You have been pretty consistent. Um, not that big a deal. I'm not freaking out with me on this, but then mm -hmm. you are also very much not that big a deal. Not freaking out guy until you have to. So where are you at on this? <laughs> not freaking out. Not that big a deal. No. Um, uh, so here's my thing is that I actually think it's a blessing in disguise. Um, okay. because yeah, you've, you've awesome. gotten yourself there, which this is the most Jack Fritz responsible. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> and it's obviously this is like a perfect world kind of thing but yeah. um he gets shut down for a month and gets through like you know whatever the start of the season in my in my perfect world he's not throwing a pitch for the phillies until like mid-june yeah and and he can just you know they can go five man bailey falter can be in there and then he ramps himself back up he's he's ready to go and when it's like the dog days of summer or maybe they do what they did last year with Ranger and maybe they, they with Wheeler, uh, skip, like a, they stop, did later skip too. a couple of Nola Wheeler starts. Hopefully Wheeler's, you know, doesn't have to get, you know, <laughs> on the IL again. Mm -hmm. um, but that's when Painter can kind of come up and and hopefully pitch like June to the end of the season, you know, and that way they're not using innings early in the year to where he's at like 115 in September. Now it can be at like 80 or whatever heading into September. And he's much more healthy for the stretch run. Um, you know, he seems in good spirits when, when he talked down there, he didn't make it seem like it's a big deal. And I think the thing that is making me as like positive in a way is that Scott Boris is not letting the Phillies or not letting Andrew Painter. I agree. Like he's not going to do that to a to a guy well, that well, that's has legit the, number one upside at the age of nineteen. But that's why it took so long. We're like, what takes? It's just because it, Boris wanted to have his guy Elitrash or whatever look at at and he, he was, was on the vacation or whatever. Or you know, yeah, he was. I think he was on vacation first, then at a work thing or whatever. But it's like, like we're all freaking out, and I get it. Uh, you know, I was too. Just be like, what? Why? Why do we know anything? Can't be that hard to read an MRI. Like Boris, because Boris wanted his guy to see it, and that's the kind of stuff. To Jack's point, like. This is this is a 19 year old stick of solid gold to Scott Boris. All right. Like like Andrew Painter is just as important to Scott Boris as he is to us in Philadelphia as Philadelphia fans. Monetarily speaking, more important. 
So to Jack's point, like this is a prize prospect. He is the best pitching prospect in the sport. And he's 19 years old and he's major league ready. Like, as we've said many times in this pod, this guy, the 19 year old major league ready elite stuff at double a at this age guy, like they don't come along that often. And Scott Boris is going to treat him as such. So, so Jack's exactly right. They're they're They were always going to be very careful with this. You know, Boris was not going to let them push it or anything. Right. Um, and it, Speaking of his polish real quick, it's it's so fascinating. Like his first outing against the Twins, it was like the biggest takeaway was like he belongs here. Sure, there's some hard hit balls, but he belongs here. And like Mick Abel, who I think it could be really good. Like it, Mick Abel is one of the 30 best prospects in all baseball too. And you can just see the difference in like <laughs> in how yeah. Unbelievable painter is, and like Mick Abel can still get there. Yeah, he has painter's to, even a little younger too. Yeah, on top of that, um, Mick Abel has to. You know, the fastball command thing is going to be the the thing. Like if he can figure that out, he could be an awesome prospect. Until he figures that out, we'll see. Um, but yeah, with painter, it's just like I, I think that the Boris thing is making me feel better about it. I don't think he would let the Phillies, um, you know, kind of screw around, and I don't think the Phillies would screw around. I'm just saying. I that, agree. Like, I, I think it's yeah. I agree. He wouldn't for he wouldn't let them just be like you're getting back out there, buddy, or like you're getting surgery. I think that this was a a collaboration, and I know that sounds weird with the agent and the team, and that's a collaboration. It has to be. I mean, that's modern sports today, mm-hmm. and 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 you're right. Like he is envisioning that Andrew Painter is going to get like a two hundred plus million dollar contract yeah, one day. Multiple, is this- potential like he's looking this. I mean, Andrew Painter can make him four hundred million dollars playing baseball. You know, he I could, know. or you know, he could. Where salaries will get to eight years down the road, like. 500 million. I don't know. Like that, that's his ceiling from a financial perspective as a player. And that's not even taking account all the other money they make off stuff. So yeah, yeah. like Scott, Andrew Painter is very important to Scott Morris. So rather than heading into the year and being like, all right, we're going to limit his innings here. We're going to go here. We're going to kind of jump around, maybe skip a start here in this way. He's kind of just, we'll see in June or, or we'll, we'll see it maybe in July and they can be very smart about this. And you hope that he comes up around that time and he's obviously Andrew Painter level good uh and and then heading into the postseason he's more fresh and he's more ready to go um and he still gets those reps that he would need to be ready for those type of of moments too and it's not like you have to waste a ton of minor league games on like they could like they will Um, they'll ramp him up there and stuff like that but yeah so I hope that you know I hope that obviously a month from now this could all change if it's like well yeah setback or whatnot but I think I feel pretty confident he's going to be okay. Um, and, and same thing with Ranger. You know, Ranger came back from the World Baseball Classic. The forearm thing's a little bit concerning because that's usually always a precursor. Always, yeah. But I thought it was interesting. They didn't even give him an MRI. Oh, he's so, fine. Look, I, I, again, to the point we made before, like if a player is fine and you just want to get him out of the World Baseball Classic, cool. Yep. Support. Co- yep. Co-sign. <laughs> yep. So on that one. The, I guess in the media scrum or whatever, they're like, like how confident are you that that Ranger's fine or something? And Rob was like, "Well, we didn't even give him an MRI, so, so we're pretty yeah, confident." We're, like, hey guys, I got a cut on my left forearm. Get out of there, forearm issue. Yeah. Get out. It's a cut. No, it's a, yeah. Get out. Go home. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, right there, fully yeah, support. Feel, feel pretty good about it. Um, now you know. Just hopefully everything goes right. But that that honestly, that, that that's one of the big takeaways of these little injuries. You know, I I feel really good about the bullpen. I keep watching like Junior Mar. I, I was gonna say for take back, but whatever. I keep watching Junior Marte, and it's like this guy's like our seventh guy, like our sixth guy. He's yeah, stupid, Drew Baker. Man. Watching Drew Baker, you're like, what? 
like yeah well he's, he's gotta figure it out a little bit now yeah but a little like, bit but er- just in general like the stuff yeah eric yeoman like i still think is, is gonna be good and like He's probably not going to make the team, but I could guarantee you. Come Baker up might not make the team right now, though. He's, but he's I mean, not, like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they've got, but they got all these dudes who they can bring up at, like, some point in the season. And normally we're like, who the hell's that guy? Like, where did Michael Kelly come from? Like, why is he pitching in a game right now? And great story, all that stuff. But, like, now they can bring up dudes who are like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that dude freaking deal. Like, okay, let's see what you got, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but... But uh, obviously, the lineup's going to be awesome once Turner, Harper, that's going to be great. The one thing is is starter depth. Like, if these guys Which go down. The whole time. And it's it's Wheeler, Nola. We'll see. I mean, hopefully, Ranger's okay. Tom Walker's good. You know, a, a high-end four, low-end three. And then it's Falter, Chris Sanchez, Michael Plasmeyer. I actually like Plasmeyer. He, he, he struggled a bit yesterday, but I still think there's a good pitcher in there. Um but you know, Falter, he saved the season in the middle of the year. But other than that, like we'll yeah, see. Um, and he's uh I'm curious because he's finally realized that he needs a change up. It's like, oh well, you know, some podcasts have been saying that for years. <laughs> so uh he worked on that all off season. But it actually got me thinking, I wonder we might see Griff sooner rather than later. Ooh. I know like he got shelled in his first game. Um, but when we start talking about starter depth and and this, like, listen, that guy's a, a twenty three 24 like it's it's, it's a pretty much time like yeah. it, it's pretty much time so well I, I when we talk about the starter depth see where they're going i think griff could be factored into the mix of these guys start missing time so Certainly so that is the one thing start stuff like that even you know <laughs> it's pretty nice having him as a as possible that's what i mean starter. like way better you know so and and to your point look i i agree with you on the the overall thing with painter in that you know i was i was always fine with him you know pitching uh like you know at points this season and not, and I liked your six man rotation idea, especially to get the guys blows. And especially now Ranger, all these guys pitch longer and deeper than they ever have before. So, you know, I do like the idea of finding ways to get them rest. And I think that's where that depth comes in, especially because painter. Now it's like, all right, he has to rest for a while. It's not like uh, we can use him, then go back to five and then go back to six or whatever. Now it's like, all right, we're five now. So I do, you know, want them to find ways to find a little more depth throughout the season and give some guys some more blows. But with the painter thing, I think specifically to him, I'm right there with you. Again, I've said the whole time, I never expected this guy to pitch more than 120, 130 innings this year, you know, no matter what. So like, yeah, wait till those innings matter more. I've always felt that way. So as long as he can get enough of, of enough reps to know that we can trust him in those spots and that he's not going to feel too overwhelmed by those spots, like, yeah, dude, like, good. Get it, pitch when it matters the most because I think this team's going to be really good. All right. Uh, another pitcher injury, or maybe I should put quotes on it, pitcher injury. How about our boy Noah's song? You called this on the pod. Heard all of a sudden. Okay. Smart baseball, dude. Just a smart ba- – we have a smart baseball team, Jack. They're going to yeah. steal Noah's song. This guy would have been a first-round pick. They're going to steal him. He's going to be, like, stolen. Unbelievable. It is. It was one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen in my life. Like it was, it's like you didn't throw a bullpen today. Guy, back sore. Uh, yeah, back, back, back was acting up. You know, it, it, something popped doctor up. Doctor said he needs a backyotomy. Well, and and it's lucky like for today. He's like he's not gonna be ready for the opener. It's like I'm oh, shocked. Oh wow, shocked. Who knew? And then and then and then he has to go down and he's forced to face Triple A and 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 that kind of stuff while he's mm-hmm. rehabbing. Great. Um, so good. So okay. it was, and, and it's, and in reading the quote uh, replies on like Alex's tweet, 
uh, all these Red Sox fans, I they're like, I freaking oh, they're livid. Dabrowski. They're livid, dude. They're livid, and they and they, you know, the fun. Here's the funniest thing: is Red Sox fans hate Dave Dombrowski and Chaim Bloom. That's the hilarious part. Like, yeah, Chaim Bloom is like loathed in Boston. Like they do, and and honestly, it's ownership's fault. Like blame ownership. I mean, all of a sudden, John Henry was like, oh, let's be cheap now. Like whatever, let's be the Rays of Boston. Like you. Asshat. I'm sorry. Um, like, you know, Jack, my number one. I was actually having a conversation with someone. Uh, the guy I was talking about, the Blue Jays fan yesterday, his wife is, is from Pittsburgh and she's a huge Pirates fan. And I was like, yeah, you're screwed until, until Nutty sells the team. Like, sorry. Some of those guys are just never going to spend ever, no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter. They're at 60 million. The Pirates are at 60 million. The A's are at a $40 million payroll. Like, it's a, it's an, emba- they should all be freaking embarrassed. Anyway. Um, the Red Sox owner should be embarrassed, but as a result, like Hyam is is despised in Boston by Boston fans. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly what we thought. What you know, we were always like Dombrowski's great, Hyam's not great, and that's just our official take on the pod. You know, one of our uh, well, mine, I guess. Like I don't, I don't need to lump you into this. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. I'll one of my bigger swings and misses. I'll take the bullets with you, buddy. We were together. One of the bigger, Routine. bigger swings and misses. Yep, uh, was was Hyam. It's okay. Uh, he's, he's Red Sox are hot in spring training. I, I think the owners are like honestly, I really do. I, not, he hasn't done a good job or anything, but I think this is a way more of the an owner issue than a than a oh, GM yeah. issue. Yeah, they. I'm sure he would. Love they would to. pay Mookie Betts. You think you think Hyam was like, ah, oh, let's not play Mookie Betts. Yeah, we don't want that guy for the next decade. That seems silly. Of course, they were like, no, we're not paying you. Go find yeah, a well, deal. Well, well. Bring me Alex Verdugo and, and yeah. Jeter Downs. Did you, did you hear the offer? They, they offered Xander like a, a ninety million dollar contract last year or whatever. The dude got almost three hundred million. Like, it, mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like, well, and then, and then now, like, imagine this is happening here. I think they they want to buy like a like another team. It's like, oh, yeah. sweet. So we're gonna be using more this of our resources. Great. This is great. Yeah. We, oh God. It's like it's like it will. Uh, hopefully that Josh Harrison stopped spending money with the Sixers, but like yeah. now he's gonna buy a. NFL Commander, franchise. I know. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but yeah, Haim is a big swing and a miss. So uh yeah, the Noah song thing is just it was it was vintage, it was hilarious. And um see it see it in like July. Or you know, I, I think it's fair we can start printing Noah Song jerseys. Like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a Philly. Um for a song. Yeah, yeah, yep. So um yeah, he shut down and I'm I'm very curious, like. Obviously now he's not gonna he's not gonna pitch in a great for league game, um, but you know I'll see. I wonder what he's like when he gets back. I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. Now that he gets off the the, the back injury, you know we'll yeah. see if he can he can bounce yeah. back and 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 show some stuff. It'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. It's a tough one to battle through. You know yeah. who knows might yeah. be on it all season. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right, um, let's get to the take back because we are running late. Um, Sunday morning. I told my wife I wouldn't go too long, but you know, we always do. Uh, but I'm assuming you have Jake Cave. The only other thing I was going to bring up was Jake Cave, but I'm assuming he's in the take bag. So, um, is Jake Cave just the lock to make the roster now? It feels like he's like the guy now, right? Well, so my thought on Jake Cave, and I did have it in the take bag. That's I good. Uh, it's good synergy out of you. Thank is you. I'm watching him, and my general feel is like, I wonder if if they truly believe and they signed him to be a DH if they could put Jake Cave in right and Cassiano's at DH um, on opening day. Wow. Which is a, a wild turn for, for Jake Cave. Um, but first off, 
for as good as he's done offensively, which is not what I, what I was expecting, even though like all the advanced metrics said you he mean, hits the ball hard. Yeah, him and Sosa being the best two hitters in camp. Yeah, no yeah, one I saw love, that coming. I love Edmundo. I, I love do. him. I, think, I don't um, think there's a single Phillies fan who doesn't love Edmundo Sosa. And if they are, if there is, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. But J.K. in the field, I think it's really, really good. Like, he's yeah, got an too. absolute hose. Cannon so, um, of an arm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do wonder that. Like, and, and Castellanos, like, I am trying my hardest not to freak out like i i am really trying um but again what is worrying me is that the these i i can't i think he's starting to get annoyed and frustrated already that he's not like back to being nick castellanos um so i i again i'm trying to do the whole spring training doesn't matter thing but i'm worried about him um and if they believe okay just be the dh then you start jake cave in right field you have a plus plus defender in right you have a plus plus defender in center and, and that allows you to shade Marsh more over towards, towards Schwarber side. So it makes the defense better. Um, if he is, he's not going to be a God level hitter. Like he's going to be Jake cave, yeah, yeah. but if he can play solid defense, hit a home run every once in a while, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. So it's been eye opening. Um, and it's, it's, it's a good problem to have. And real quick on the Mundo, if he keeps playing like this and, we talked about Reese and and, and mm-hmm. what the future could be for him. You know, and Moon do it third and then a Bohm Hall first base next well, year. Well, especially with the bulked up Bohm. Like, that was what we always said. Oh, I'm just going to move him first. Like, you need, you have to have some power to first base. You just have to get some from there. And if Bohm can hit 25 homers and become that guy, like, oh, now you can play first base. Like, now you can be a first baseman, you know? Profile right. but, but if you also have, you could put Hall there too. Sure, sure. And it's like the, and so Hall against righties or whatever, and 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 Mundo. But like in Mundo, he looks just like so much stronger, and it looks like a it looks like a Kevin Long, you know, masterclass yet again, mm-hmm. where it's like he's just hitting the ball really freaking hard, and you know they changed his his um his setup a little bit more. You know, a lot of what these guys do now is it's a lot of rhythm hitting. So it's a lot of like, you know, getting into a, uh, getting a little bit of movement with your hands. Um, and it, it just, it, it creates like more fluidity and whatnot. And they've done that with him. And I think they've done that with, with, with Bohm. And I think it's led to, to really, really positive results. Um, you know, so he just continue like he, he's going to keep fighting for spots. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think Bryson Stott is starting to come out of it. Like he started the, the, uh, spring really slow um and because i think he had a lot of swing adjustment stuff like he he talked about how he wants you know fastballs up um you know he need, that's his kryptonite and that was his kryptonite last year and he changed his his setup a little bit more so he can go get those high fastballs and he hit a home run the other day with it so that was a good sign um but whether it's you know second base third base center field like if sosa keeps playing like this he, he's gonna keep forcing their hand so uh you know good problem to have yeah, he's a again. A, honestly, I think arguably, without going through every single team, arguably one of the best first guy off the benches in baseball. I'm being dead serious when you think about the amount of precision versatility he gives you, elitely in the infield, and then the fact that he's you know putting on a glove and, and learning how to play center field. And with this guy, I absolutely trust that he will at least be a passable center fielder when he's put out there. And then what he's doing with the bat, like he is legitimately like you know, of a non everyday lineup guy, like he's on the high end of the type of player you could have coming off your bench. Like that. Literally. And, and then you factor in Scotty jetpacks. And oh, it's just all right, like, get to it. Do it. 
do it. I keep telling uh, people being like, Sky Jetpack. And I, I keep just going like, nope, nope, nope. And it's happening a lot. People keep taxing me. I know. I know. Everyone's everyone's ready to buy back in. No, uh, all it shows me that is that people never totally uh, gave up on the uh, Dustin Pedroia with more talent. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Kingery. Uh, I'll say this. like I think the swing looks much more clean. Uh, you know, early in spring training, it was a lot of weak contact that was kind of falling in. Starting to hit the ball a little bit harder. Uh, the, the home run the other day, <laughs> I'm just saying I was there. The wind was like 30 miles an hour straight out. Like mm-hmm. the Hoskins home run was hilarious. It was basically a pop-up that somehow went out. Um, and I, I kind of feel the same way about the Kingery home run. I mean, it was definitely hit hard, but had the wind not been like blowing straight out, I don't think that's a home run. Right. Um, but a worst case scenario, I mean, He's playing for a $13 million team option next year, buddy. Like he's, he's, he's got $13 million on the line. Um, but I do think the swing looks better. Uh, obviously, I'm going to need to see it in like you know real games for yes. me to buy in. But worst case scenario, he does have the positional versatility of, of mm-hmm. you know second, short, third, center field. Outfield, yep. Yeah, if you're looking for a righty to, to combat Marsh against a lefty, Scotty Jetpacks. So Look we'll see. You. Official statement we'll, we'll is we'll see, yes. but but monitoring currently yeah. monitoring okay. the situation. I'll allow you to monitor. Uh, just, I'm not there yet, but I will no. allow you. I will allow you to monitor for us. Monitor right, what, the situation. What, what else you got in the bag? <laughs> oh, I can't believe Scotty Jetpacks, man. It's just spring training. It's just spring training. Um, how many Phillies fans do you think realized the Darnell Sweeney connection last night? Do they? There's many. No, <laughs> you don't think no. so? No, infamously, we traded our the greatest second baseman in franchise history yes. for Darnell Sweeney. Yes, I would say no, no, okay, good. Yeah, I would say none. Did you uh, did you miss watching the Vanable last night? I mean, did you <laughs> mean was I reminiscing and being yeah. like, ah, oh, missed good you, times? I do like the Vanimal. I'm 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 a Vanimal fan, but no, I was not, you know, waxing poetic last night. He struck out drop, man. He struck Zoe, out drop. Zoe about watching Vance Worley pitch back in well, the day. I it did bring me back to the two seam run uh to lefties. <laughs> then he strike guys out. Oh man, the Vance Worley run of twenty eleven was just <sighs> I'll Sorry. tell my tell my grandkids about it. No, you won't. <laughs> I for sure will. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything else I had in here was just Junior Marte. Like, it's just all... <laughs> just all Junior Marte. <laughs> dude, I love him. Like, I, I absolutely, absolutely love him, man. Like, I just... It's it's a bowling ball, 98-mile-an-hour sinker, and it's just... It's so easy. Um, Do you so, think he's going to make the team at camp? I... Well, it's interesting because they have... I can't... First off, can't wait to see Soto pitch. I mean, he's got to be too. coming in soon. Finally, thank God. He's finally here. Yeah. Um, but it's like they have, know, he had visa issues getting into the country. It wasn't an injury or anything like that. They have like five locks right now. Um, and Brogdon continues to look good. Although Jason Dominguez took him deep I mean, yesterday. I, I think Brogdon's a lock. You don't think Brogdon's a lock? No, Brogdon's 100% a lock. I'm yeah, saying like so, so, Sosa. Sosa's right? Yeah, Sosa's Sosa, Sir Anthony. Yeah, Alvarado. I mean, Soto, Sir Anthony, Alvarado, Strom, uh, Connor, Kimbrell. Six locks. That's six, right? Yeah. So then, do you want a six-man bullpen, seven-man bullpen? I would rather have so, one more bullpen. They, they will have seven. They always, so then it know. comes down to, like, again, this is a good spot to be in. But, like, unbelievable. Was, We're actually, like, Pilati. I didn't mention, I thought he was a lock. Like, how could Pilati not make the team? But I, I so it's Pilati, so it's Pilati, Nelson, 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing there? Well, you need a long man. What do you, you, know? what do, you do? What do you do? You need a long man. No, you do. You do. <laughs> so you have that. Do they still do the? You get the extra two spots in April or whatever, like the twenty eight or whatever. I don't Remember know. they were doing that anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Pilati, Nelson, um, uh, Junior Marte, Chris Sanchez, uh, like there's Eric Yulman. So it's 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 tough because like you obviously would want a long man, and Nelson does provide that. But like if you're looking for the highest upside, yeah, I would put I would put Marte there. Um, but Again, good problem to have. Yeah, again, and and I see Scott there chiming in, talking about Weston Wilson, who won't make the roster, but has had a, a great camp and like it's a great story. Ox Coffee did a great story, but but that's the point. Weston Wilson will not make the major league roster. But to Jack's point, like it is weird uh, watching like guys and being like, oh wow, any of any of those dudes could could make the bullpen, and I wouldn't be devastated about it. It's a really really strange feeling. Yeah, um, but other than that. Clearwater was awesome, and uh, I'm excited for you to be down there in a couple weeks. And and the, the the vibes are really strong. Everything one week strong. from today, I'm fl- going one week from today, buddy. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, the Atlanta airport, I became very comfortable. Yeah, Jack I had to spend the night there. Then spend a I felt like uh, I felt like Tom Hanks was in Terminal. Yes, Terminal. Yes. I'm just like I'm just, I was just wandering I, I mean, around. I just live here now. I live here. Yeah, now. this is my home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was an experience. Uh, yeah. yeah, we missed uh, the the flight was delayed out of Tampa. Uh, the flight was delayed out of Tampa. We got to Atlanta. We missed our connecting flight. Slept on the floor, which is oh. awful. Um, and then and then I go to sit down for our flight in the morning, and that's delayed. And they got on, and they're like, "Yeah, the pilot was late." It's like, "Oh, awesome, sweet, love to hear it. Thanks. Love to hear it." Yeah. And then and then we got on the plane and he was like, yeah, you know, apologies for being late. And we're also like fixing a part of the plane. And I was oh like, my well, God. I had a good run. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is n- none of the things I want to hear. So you guys had a medical emergency on the way down too. Yeah. It's a tough flying trip for you. <laughs> it's a tough, dude, it's a tough <laughs> flying trip. And I took the, I volunteered for the, uh, I volunteered. I was like, I, I'll take six oh, hours, yeah. wait yeah. three hours. Because uh, they wanted people, if the flight was overbooked or whatever. So like, there's yeah. any volunteers? And I was like, listen, I'm playing Delta like a yes, fiddle sir. right now. I'll take it. up to 600 yeah. bucks. That's called negotiating. Um <laughs> And then they're like, yeah, we don't need you. I was like, well, damn it. I couldn't even get damn. 600 bucks out of this. This is a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's all good. We, we made, made it home. home. Made it home. Yeah. Made it home. Thing. So, and, then, and then you get to start uh, at six o'clock tomorrow. Fritz at six tomorrow. Right. Fritz at six yeah. tomorrow. Barring barring the, the kid not being born. Um, well, yeah. So, so we're close to that, right? What is the actual due date? The 23rd, is it? 23rd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, wow. We're really close. Yeah, wow. this next two weeks are gonna be a little busy. It's intense, yeah. So we will get pods to you, obviously, based around on that. But we'll be here and all that. Um, and this is exciting. We got an addition to the Hyos family coming soon. Um, are right, you got any final thoughts, buddy? Because I told final Emily, th- I told Emily we would be done in forty-five or less, which was a ridiculous thing to say. Well, if you if you turn around the five and the four, exactly. It really, it really yeah. was forty-five. Minutes, I nailed it. So. Nailed it. So. <laughs> Uh, final thought is, hmm, Trey Turner's a fill. I love it. And we get, uh, USA versus Mexico at 10 tonight, which is going to be exciting. I will absolutely be asleep. Actually, you, you. No, tonight I'm not. The Oscars are on tonight. I got to watch you out. Tonight's going to be, uh, I'm oh. taking, so I'm taking a nap in the afternoon, watching the Oscars, then going to bed and getting like three hours of sleep. So 
you're that excited to watch the Oscars? Well, it's we're morning show, Jack. These are the kind of things, you know, if we didn't watch last year and didn't see Will Smith slap Chris Rock, like with yeah, the, our, the whole morning show is about that. You could have seen Twitter the next know, day I and be like, oh, I, I, I get know it. me. I'm an Oscar guy. I saw I all know. 10. I saw all 10 best picture movies. All 10. I can't watch any modern movie. Top like, Gun Maverick, all, the best one. Everyone they're all bad. Every every movie in the last, they're all bad. They're not all bad, but but it, movies used to be way better. I think they've gotten bad. too. There's too well produced. Like, yeah, and yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, there's no, there's I, no I, charm. I I don't disagree. I think that's yeah. actually a pretty good take by you. I only watch '90s movies. I know. <laughs> Trust me, you're the. I'm the one you come to and and say, hey, uh, give me some nice movies I haven't seen. I have a whole list in my. I have a, like this movies list to watch, obviously because I'm weird. But I have like tons of movies in there, and I actually have a four Jack section in there. To when you come to me, when I think of something that I haven't read, like when you'll be like, hey, what's a movie? I like go to my four Jack section. So I'm strictly give me give me eighty eight to two thousand four. Boom, that's me. Yeah. I got off. I love it. It's great stuff by you. Uh, all right. Um, my final thought is that I don't have a final thought. It's go yeah. Philly. It's, it's, it's <laughs> that I have to go. Um, but, uh, we'll be back at some point. I'm sure this week, depending on the baby, depending on, uh, before I go to Clearwater, we'll figure it all out, but, um, we will definitely be back. I would assume, you know, it's not like we've said we're going to do a pod and then not done it ever. So Mm-mm. we'll be there. We're not, not going us. away. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I gotta go. He's read some stuff. <laughs>